0: Uh, let's get right into it this morning, and what a unique opportunity today to celebrate the last day of the year with a worship service. I, I think that's pretty incredible. I, I know that it's happened before. I don't remember when. I didn't go look, but there's somebody out there who knows, and if you don't, Google will know it, uh, but uh, I want to preach this morning, new beginnings, new beginnings. Proverbs chapter four, let's look at a couple of verses this morning. Uh, Verse 25, let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or left. Remove your foot from evil. Let's read that again. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil may lord add his blessing to his word this morning now again it's not often that we get to enjoy uh, a worship day uh, and have the last day at the same time so it's an it's a unique experience in my mind that we're here today the end of the year is a normal worship day for us i'm glad you're here i'm glad you're here this morning uh and you're all bright-eyed and worshipful and ready to receive the lord you got plans i know everybody's got plans I've already seen some of you checking your watch, saying when you're going to get done, because we got stuff to do. Um, but again, we're here, and and uh, as and it's a good thing to do. And I was reflecting on the year this last year, and I was thinking about 2024, and the thought hit me this week. Um, we generally use December as a month to um, think about new beginnings, okay, so so every year uh, most people have this process they call making New Year's resolutions. Anybody do that? I mean, nothing wrong with Anybody do that? Anybody make New Year's resolutions or, or challenges for the next year? Not, nothing wrong with that. But what we do is we take December and we spend thinking about what we want to do different. So, for instance, maybe January of 2023, you decided that you wanted this to be your year, okay? Uh, maybe it was a spiritual thing. Maybe you said, you know what, this year I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to be more active in church, I'm going to get plugged into a ministry, I'm going to go on a missions trip, I'm going to be involved in an outreach, something like that. Or maybe it was a physical thing, maybe you said, you know what, this year I'm going to lose 10 pounds, next year it's going to be 15 pounds. Maybe it was an educational thing, maybe this year you said, you know what, I'm going to go back to school, I'm going to get my GED or I'm going to get my degree, I'm going to finish that up or whatever it is. You know, we have these ideas we think about what we want to do for the New Year's and we're dreaming about starting over. The golf, we call it a mulligan, okay? We want a mulligan, we want a do-over. Some people, that's what the New Year's all about. Nothing magical about turning the calendar. In fact, uh, how many of you are going to stay up to midnight tonight watching in the New Year? Anybody? Okay. There's a few. I won't be among them. Because <laughs> there's nothing magical about midnight other than you're tired the next day. You know, there's nothing magical about turning, and I'm not knocking any fun. A lot of people go out and have a good time, and, 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 and we was talking about popping fireworks, and you, you guys are going to have a blast tonight. <laughs> popping fireworks and, and, and things like that, nothing wrong with that. But you know what? A lot of people, that's what New Year's is all about. It's about starting over, starting fresh. Many people will begin thinking about New Year's resolutions, and they strategize how they want this next year to be different uh, than the previous year. Here's a thought that hit me this year. Let's end well. Instead of always thinking about what we're going to do, in the, let's end well. Let's, let's seize the moment. That, that's, that's my point. Instead of always thinking that better times are somewhere off in the distance, why not seize the moment and expect now the unexpected? D- does that make sense? I mean, it seems like we're always talking about what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow, the sun will come up tomorrow. What about today? What about the issues that we deal with today? What about the struggles today? What about the promises today? If I'm always thinking about tomorrow, I miss what God is doing today. And that's the thought that kind of hit me. You know, this, and again, I'm not knocking. We shouldn't, it's it's not saying we shouldn't plan. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't dream about the future. In fact, I'll talk a little bit about 2024 uh, as a church family. My point is, we shouldn't look past the moment that we're in and think the miracle is always around the corner and down the street. See, that's how we live. You know, we talk about the sweet by and by, and man, who wouldn't want to talk about it? We talk, heaven is our blessed hope. That's what Paul wrote. It's that thing that we look forward to. It's that anchor that holds us in the midst of storms and tribulations. That's the anchor. It's the hope of heaven. As bad as it is here on earth, listen, if you have the hope of heaven, you can endure it. I mean, we talk about the streets of gold and the walls of Jasper and the gates of pearls, and we're talking about, you know, one of my favorite uh, renderings of heaven, one of the descriptions. We don't know a lot about heaven other than the little insight we get from from the Bible, but it talks about no more sickness and no more dying and no more crying. All the tears are going to be wiped away and no more separation, and and those are wonderful things. But that's then. That's a sweet by-and-by we live in the nasty now and now. And if I'm always thinking that better days are around the corner and down the street, I'm going to miss out on what God is doing right now. See, it's so easy to miss what God is doing now because we're always waiting on what He's going to do. I'm, I'm just, it's almost like God is static, okay, in the present and only active sometime in the future. Can I tell you that's not God? That's not God. God is, the truth is, at this moment, I want you to think about it. At this moment, God is still moving. God is still healing. God is still delivering. God is still reconciling. God is still making possible those things that are impossible. And if I'm not careful, I can get so caught up in thinking about what's going to happen around the corner down the street that I miss what He's doing in this moment. None of us are are promised tomorrow. How many know that? Not one of us here has a guarantee that the sun will come up. In fact, You can get up tomorrow, Lord willing, and you can open up the newspaper, and in the newspaper there's a section called the obituary. You know what that is? That is a place where they put the names of people for whom their time came. Hebrews 9.27 says, it's appointed unto man, what? Once to die and then the judgment. And and the validity of that is every day you can read the obituary and somebody's time came. Okay? And and what I'm saying is that we're not not promised tomorrow. And so if I'm always looking at what God's going to do tomorrow, if I'm always saying God's going to do better things around the corner, down the street, I'm going to miss on what God's doing right now. He's still healing the sick. He's still delivering those who are oppressed. He's still making Himself known. He's still working miracles. Listen, He's a God of miracles right now, not in the distant future. He's a God right now of the miracles. And that was the thought that kind of hit me this week, is I want to see God working. And we talk about that song, you know, in the land of the living. I want to see God work in my time. I want to see God do things in our youth and in our children right now, not in the distant future. You know, God is not waiting for some time in the near future to become active. God is moving right now, and it is our job to link up with what He's doing and flow with His plans and purposes. That's what the opportunities are. So today we stand on the threshold of a brand new year. Again, I find it a, an added blessing that it happens to be the last day of the year and the day of our normal worship. So we're poised to end the year and begin a new one. So let me give you a couple things I think are important as we close out one and anticipate a new one. Number one, let's reflect. Let's reflect. How many of you ever take time to just stop and think about your life? You know, sometimes we just kind of get so busy, we just kind of, life just passes us by. I'm just saying at some point we need to stop and just reflect. Reflect on our lives. We have a unique opportunity to look back over 2023 and look at, You know, we used to sing that song, look what the Lord has done. See, that's what reflecting is. It's looking back and looking at what God has done. Now, I'm not saying that 2023 was the banner year that you may have hoped for. In fact, I know a lot of people. I know the stories of what happened in a lot of people's lives. We ourselves have endured some difficult days in my own family. So I'm not saying that as we stand here on this last day of the year that you look back and all is sugar and spice and all that's nice because it's not the reality But what we need to do is we need to uh, look at 2023. You know, you started out 2023 with great hopes and anticipation and expectations, and maybe you're ending the year with the same expectations. You know, maybe things just didn't go the way that you wanted them to. Maybe things just didn't happen as you anticipated. You know what? In our own church family, we have people that have experienced profound loss of loved ones. And I'll be honest with you, it's been a painful year for many of our families that have lost loved ones, significant pain. And that pain's still real, by the way. It still hurts. We have folks that have had medical issues. We've had folks that have had other financial issues. We've had people that have had relational conflict, whether it be a husband and wife or a parent-child relationship or something like that. There, There are people that 2023 is probably a year that they would like to forget. But we still need to take some time and reflect on 2023. It's it's not about glossing over the very real and very painful experiences. It's about pausing for a moment and thinking, through it all, I've learned to trust Him. See, if you're sitting here today, it tells me that there's something that happened. And, and, and again, I'm not saying that we ignore the pain of 2023 and the difficulty of 2023. I'm saying that we get to this point where we reflect as we look back and we know that through it all, I've learned to trust Him. Through it all, I've seen the hand of God for us here at Bethel Temple. I'll just be, we had a, we've had a good year. It's been a great year. We've had a year of, of great ministry. In fact, let's look at some of the things this year, just some snapshots of some things that we've done this year. Of course, this is our Everybody wonders about the sucker. I don't have time to tell you about the sucker, but, but uh, I mean the guy. I'm, I'm holding the sucker. I'm not the. <laughs> this is uh, This was our. Food, this is our food distribution. We do this twice a month. Uh, we have a great team that shows up. This is the one that's at the Yellow Jacket Stadium. This one right here. I was in Sri Lanka, back in March of this year, and that is a Bible. My friend Brian. Um, that is a Sinhala Bible. Uh, fire Bible that we've been a support of for almost 20 years now. I was there as part of a delegation. We were unveiling this brand new Bible to the Sinhala language there on Sri Lanka. We had, uh, I think we had 250 Bibles that we had stacked up there at the altar area. And at the end of our service, we gave out to every pastor that was there from that island, one of those fire Bibles. It's an incredible, incredible thing. This is uh, friend day of this year. This is the altar call. Again, you know anything about me? I love altar calls, altars where things are altered. And we had a great year. We had a drama, Jesus does, and had a great response as people filled the altar, accepting Christ, rededicating their life to the Lord. Uh, That was early on this year. The next one here, uh, we have an active seniors group here at Bethel. I love that we are a multi-generational church. Listen, be careful about people that want to do away with the old people. And I'm telling you that because it's very personal to me because I'm getting to be there. <laughs> but, but I love the fact that we are a multi-generational church. I think it's important. I think our children need to be around elderly people. And I think our elderly people need around be around kids. I'm not saying you have to understand each other because you won't. But you need to be around them. And so back that one up just a minute. I'm sorry. So, so this one here in May... Our senior adult ministry, we took, uh, I think it was about 26 of us, 25, 26, went on a cruise. So this was the last meal on land before we went on the cruise, okay? Next one, this 4th of July, we do a God and Country. I'm a big, as a veteran, I'm a veteran, uh, United States Air Force. I love God. I love my country. We love our BT kids. This is an altar service that we had where we're praying. I believe this was a, uh, one that we were doing family ministry. We had been, I've been preaching a series on the family. We're praying for families. Speaking of families, we started a ministry this year. Hang on that one for just a moment. We started a ministry this year called the FAM. And it stands for Family and Marriage Ministry. And what it is, it's a positive support group for families, whether it's a single-family household, dual-family, uh, a single-parent single household, dual-family or dual-parent household, this is peer support. It's about coming together, looking at God's Word, supporting each other, because how many know it's tough to be a, fam- a family today? There's so much assault against the family. And so we started this ministry early on this year. We got a great team. Uh, some of them are sitting right over here. They meet uh, every Sunday for Sunday school, and then they have their monthly gatherings that they, uh, that they have. Call it, we, we call, I call it the gathering, but they meet out at the barn and have a great, great time. This is about helping families navigate the very difficult climate that we're in today regarding the family. It's it's embryonic. This is another part of the fam right here. This was, uh, this was the Walk for Life, and this is our fam group that went out and we walked uh, with the Walk for Life. Did a, a Bethel had a great showing that day, and I appreciate all the effort that went into it. Uh, we were resting after that. <laughs> uh, this is one of our concert series. We I love to bring in, uh, you know, as much as we can. Uh, this is Brian Free and Assurance. We had a. If you missed them, you missed an incredible show. These guys did a wonderful ministry uh, this year. Uh, next one, uh, my thirtieth anniversary again. <laughs> Sheila and I. I love being your pastor. I love being here. I, I can't promise you I've got thirty more years in me, but uh, I enjoy serving this body. You guys have been such a blessing. This right here. Uh, Some of you might know this guy. I mean, not me, but the other guy. (laughs) This is former uh, Attorney General of the United States. That's John Ashcroft. Uh, We were part of an inaugural uh, gathering in Springfield, Missouri. We were launching a 24-hour prayer uh, pavilion center. Uh, it's It's an incredible ministry. You'll hear more about it. We were the embryonic group that met there we dedicated the facility. They actually have a floor. You can leave it there for a moment. They actually have a floor. It's an LED floor that's probably as big as this whole stage. And you don't want to talk about taking prayer walk to another level. You can actually pull up through Google Maps a map. So we could, we could pull up Cleburne, and then we could get on that floor. You take your shoes off. <laughs> it's holy ground. And you walk across there. You can pull up blocks in the community. You can pull up city points. You can start at the courthouse and you can pray out. We actually had John uh, prayed. We stood at the Capitol of the United States and he prayed for God to bring revival to our land. So it's a wonderful opportunity. We're supposed to have a, an anniversary. It's a one-year anniversary. We're supposed to get together later next year. Go ahead. Just a few things. This is our, uh, you see Blaine there? This is one of our uh, youth, youth gathering, youth kids. Youth, I, I can't even talk. Anyway, another... Group of our kids here, youth. I love what God's doing our youth. This is a very excited group that are at camp. (laughs) Uh, This is probably the last day because they're wore out. They're out there uh, golfing. Yeah, bowling. Okay, Uh, next. This is the snow slide. If you ever hear us talk about, we do this ministry in our community, and uh, we we love serving our community. I think that's the last one. Do I have one more? Go ahead. Is that it? Oh, there we are. Yeah, who could forget this one? Uh, of course, this was just a few weeks ago. This was Kurt Cloninger who came and did a wonderful presentation. Jameson did such a good job of being Jesus as a baby. Uh, these are just a, a few snapshots of some things. that. Ha- so as we reflect, there's so many other things. that we, we would be here all day long with all the ministries that God has enabled us to do in our community thank you from the bottom of my heart but i'm saying we do that on a on a level as a church but do it individually reflect over 2023 and see what god has done look at the highs and the lows because there's going to be that by the way you'll have highs and you'll have lows remember the joys and the sorrows and the special moments all of those things have shaped us to where we are today each step whether it's challenging or easy remember those things And just, here's what you come up with. Through it all, God has been faithful. So reflect. Number two, express gratitude. Express gratitude. How many know that's a dying thing today? You know, when's the last time you did something for somebody and they automatically said thank you? I I know maybe I sound like a dinosaur, maybe I sound old-fashioned, but I still believe that gratitude is a wonderful uh, characteristic to express. It's a wonderful emotion to have to be grateful. I think we ought to do that. You know, whether... 2023 was your banner year, or maybe it was uh, the worst year you've ever had. You know what? Be grateful. Be grateful because here's the thing. God's been with you through every step. That's the truth, by the way. God was with you every step of 2023. You know, we, we have to guard this notion, what have you done for me lately? Because that's the culture we've grown up in. We live in a culture today, and we want it. And, and I'm guilty, and I know we all are, because we, we get in the middle of a situation, and we start saying, okay, hey, God, do you see what's going on right now? What's, where are you, you know? I mean, I, I've done that. I mean, I've been very transparent. This year for Sheila, her health has not been, a, it's not been a good year for her. We've had struggles, and we've had, uh, she's had some physical things that have happened this year, and it's not been a good year. A good year. And there were, there were times this year, and I've always been very transparent with you about my struggles. There have been times I've said, God, I feel like I'm the, I'm heaven's, uh, the heaven's court jester. I know some people get uh, kind of aggravated. I can't believe a preacher would say that. I'm just being honest with you because you feel the same way. There have been times where i said, God, what do y'all need? Another laugh? Go ahead and hit Mike again. Right? You felt that too. It's like one thing after another. Okay, God, do it again. You know, let's let's get a laugh because Mike's suffering again. What I'm saying is that we have to be careful because God was faithful to me yesterday. Why would He not today? We get this attitude that, what have you done for me lately? If I was God, you know what I'd do? When I started behaving like I do sometimes, thank God He loves me. I I would zap me a message, say, what about this? What about this? Had it not been for me, had I not been on your side, you would have gone under. Amen? Amen. So many times God has been, when we reflect over 2023, whether it's been the banner year or maybe you're still suffering from difficulty of this year, go ahead and and, and be grateful to God. Go ahead and express that gratitude. Say, God, I don't understand your plans and purposes and I don't understand the pain that I'm going through, but you know what? I still thank you that you've not abandoned me because I promise you there are people in this world, they would drop you like it's hot, like a hot potato. But God will maintain his A presence with you always, is what he said. Regardless of how 2023 turned out, God has been good to us. Amid the uncertainties of life, in spite of my failures and inadequacies and flaws, God loves us, listen to me, with an everlasting love. In judicial terms, we all know the meaning when somebody says three strikes, right? Three strikes, you're out. You mess up three times. You out of here. You know what? God's love's not like that. God's love's not like that. When I go to God and I'm frustrated and I'm in pain and I say, God, I don't understand. I thought you loved me. It's just the pain talking. And God's, God welcomes that. God accepts that. He's like, you know what, Mike, I know you're hurting. How many's ever been there and you've done that and you just felt God saying, you know what, it's going to be okay. And you know what? It was okay. It was okay. We can be thankful that God's been with us. You know what? We can be thankful that God has not given us what we deserve. Amen? His mercies have been new every morning. His grace has been sufficient. Be grateful for the blessings that we've received in 2023. And if you can't count your blessings, thank God for the lessons that you've learned. Maybe, Maybe God revealed Himself in a new way to you this year that you hadn't known. Maybe God allowed you to go through some things. You know, when Israel was delivered out of Egypt, the Bible says that God led them the long way around to the promised land. Why? Because there were things they could learn in the desert they couldn't learn anywhere else. See, as long as they remained in captivity, as long as they remained in servitude there in Egypt, they had uh, melons and leeks and onions, and they had straw for the hay, I, I mean straw for the bricks and all that stuff. They had everything they wanted because it was provided by the government when they got out to the wilderness they didn't have that anymore and they had to learn to rely on God's faithfulness and they couldn't learn that anywhere else they had to learn it in the wilderness maybe th- 2023 was a wilderness experience for you what I'm saying is be grateful be grateful that you've discovered that God is faithful and he can be depended on and he uh, can be tr- he is totally trustworthy be grateful for the strength that he provided that you've When you found yourself in the deep, dark valley of life, say, God, thank you that you gave me the strength to endure, to go through it, to thrive. When everything else said sit down, you know, it's so easy to want to wave the white flag and say, I quit. God, thank you for giving me the strength to keep going. When everything in me said stop. Listen, as I said, we've had families that have suffered the loss of loved ones this year others with health issues, and some with financial issues, and relational issues. You know what? Through it all, God gave us the ability to keep going. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Number three, grow. Grow. You know what? 2023, it has afforded us opportunities to grow. Grow. It Wouldn't it be a shame to get to the, the last day of the year? See how much time I got. Wouldn't it be a shame to get to the last day of the year? and fail to learn anything from from this year. That'd be a sad thing. That'd be a sad sad place to be, to, to be looking at a brand new year and you've not learned anything from 2023. What I'm saying is grow. There have been many opportunities in 2023 to mature in various ways. And it's been through the ups and the downs of this year. We've had opportunities to grow and to develop discipleship within us. As you reflect on 2023, look for the specific things that God has taught you. You know, through my my very transparent way of telling you how I struggle sometimes with God, you know what God has taught me this year? No matter how much I bellyache, He's still faithful. (laughs) I mean, that's it. No no matter how much I want to fuss and complain, He loves me. He loves me. I don't know about you, but I don't particularly care to be around people who whine all the time. It kind of grates on my nerves. And yet I stand guilty before him. And I struggle. But you know what? I've learned that he, he's faithful. I've learned that even in my unfaithfulness, God remains faithful. When I whine and complain, he doesn't say "just hush already." He says, "You know what? I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm grow." My my prayer this year is, God, I've learned. I'm learning. I'm not saying I'm there yet because there's probably things coming in 2024 that I don't see right now, and there'll probably be some times when I may fuss but I'm going to fuss less because I've learned that God has been with me through every step. It's like the old footprints thing. When I see only one set of the footprints through the most difficult times of life, he saying, look, son, I've carried you through it all. Amen. I've learned that he can be depended on. As you reflect on 2023, look for specific lessons that you've learned. And again, Know that God's faithful and know that God keeps His word. Maybe you've discovered some areas of vulnerability in your life this year that you didn't know you had. How many know that we all have blindsides? We all have those places that, that sneak up on us, the Achilles heel that can sabotage us in an instant. And maybe God revealed that to you this year. You know, be grateful for that. So as we end this year, let's be grateful, look for the lessons, and grow. But you know what? Now let's look forward to 2024 here's a couple things we can do number one or actually number four embrace God's promises how many of you are holding on to a promise yeah I mean it's okay you're holding on to a promise listen again we get so we're so guilty of always thinking the better days are down the street and around the corner around the corner down the street Joshua stood before the children of Israel before they were to inherit the promised land and I'd love to have been there to see that, because Joshua, he's nearing the end of his life, and he, you know, they're in the promised land, and he's, uh, you know, he, he's telling them, he said, he said, not one promise of God has fallen to the wayside. I think if we're going to embrace, or if we're going to seize 2024 as we look forward to, we need to embrace the promises of God and understand not one promise of God has faltered along the way. Right before they entered into the promised land, Joshua again stood up in front of the nation and he's preparing them and he said, look, you need to have confidence in God. And I, and I love what he said. He told him that you need to put your confidence in God. And the reason was because you've not been this way before. And I'm standing here this morning on December the 31st and I'm telling you that 2024, we've not been here before. Oh yeah, there have been other New Year's and New Year's Eve's, but we've not been in 2024 this morning. See, Joshua was intimating to them that there are going to be new things that they will experience. There'll be new challenges. And because of that, they needed to anchor in the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. And I'm saying the same thing this morning, that you and I, as we stand on on this precipice of a brand new year, we've not been there before. And we need to anchor in the one who was and is and is to come, the one who is from everlasting to everlasting, the one who knows the beginning from the end. We need to have confidence because we've not been here before, but he knows and we trust him. I'm doing the same thing this morning as Joshua did. We've never been in 2024. Nobody can predict what's going to happen. Oh, there are people trying, by the way. How many seen anything come across your new? They're all predicting what's going to happen in 2024 prognosticators are going to do what they do best. They're going to talk (laughs) and prognosticate. In fact, I I kind of jumped online just to get an idea of what people were saying about 2024. And one of the things I came to the conclusion of was this. 70% of the people in the survey said 2023 was a bad year. And there's not much hope for a better 2024. They're thinking that inflation's going to continue to spiral out of hand. Uh, They're thinking that... uh, with with artificial intelligence, wouldn't it be nice to talk about real intelligence for a change? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We, you know, we just it's artificial intelligence stuff. Uh, people today are they're 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 scared. Uh, they're thinking artificial intelligence is going to take more jobs and the, and it's going to lose. Uh, we're going to lose. You know, we're going to lose out to this innovation. In fact, one of the interesting things I found was dealing with artificial intelligence is the interaction that people have. They're saying that there are more people on planet Earth than ever before, and yet people are lonelier. They're battling with a mental illness of loneliness more than ever. Why? Because through all of the technology, we are detaching from each other. I appreciate the ability to go online. In fact, somebody in the early service commented from Pakistan that was watching service this morning or last night or whenever they were watching it. I don't know the time difference. I... I appreciate the fact that, that we, can, we can be somewhere around the world almost instantaneously through technology, but you know what? I can't reach in and pat them on the back. I can't reach in and hug them when they're crying and cry with them. People are being detached through technology, and so one of the fears is that human interaction and, uh, and the human touch is going to rapidly decline. And so there's going to be a void left. If you're, if you're here this morning, I'm a hugger, okay? And, and I, I just, that's just me. I, I, I believe in the power of the human touch. And I, I know that we live in a sexualized culture, and we have to be careful. But I believe in the power of the human touch. And there are people today that are starving for relationship. I'm, I'm talking platonic relationships, nothing beyond that. Friendships, maybe that's a better way of saying it. And this body needs to provide it. Ministries need to provide it. See, the point of this is nobody can predict what tomorrow will bring. No one that is except the one who knows the beginning from the end. So what I'm saying is that we need to embrace His promises and go into the future with great expectation. Because remember what He told Joel? He wrote to him and He said, the glory of the latter will be greater than that of the former. He said, I'm going to restore everything that the palmer worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar hath taken. One of the things that motivated me early on in ministry here, guys, come on back. I've got to, I've got to hurry this thing up. That's just to let you know, I know it's getting close. <laughs> Somebody said, what does it mean that he's looking at his watch? Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Not really. No, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> Early on in ministry, we had 30 people on my first Sunday here at Bethel. And you know the story. This is some reminiscing down. We had 30 people scattered across this building. You couldn't hit one. If you brought a 12-gauge shotgun in here with scatter load, you wouldn't hit one person. I mean, because it just they'd just scattered. But there was a group of elderly ladies here that would catch me every Sunday. And their scripture was Joel chapter 2, and they would say this, Young man, I'm the scripture. I was young, but now I'm old. (laughs) They would say to me every Sunday, young man, God promised to restore everything that the poma worm, the canker worm, and the caterpillar have stolen and the glory of the latter will be great. And that's what they, listen, when you get a bunch of ladies, elderly ladies that preach that to you every single Sunday, at some point you start believing. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm proud to say most of those people died seeing God restore this body. What, what I'm saying is that this year could be the year of restoration for you. This year could be the year when God restores your dreams, your visions, your ministry. This could be the year. And while I'm not predicting anything, and I certainly do not believe that we should, the Bible says that, that when he pours out his spirit, young men and old men, they're going to see, dream dreams and see visions. And I'm saying, God, send them again. Let us dream again about the possibilities. You know, every mat- matrix says that Bethel, because I've been here so long, that we've, we've plateaued and are only on the decline, and we, that's about as the way it's going to be. I refuse to believe that. Because I see life. I see life. Somebody asked me, said, Pastor, you've been here 30 years. When's the time? When are you going to leave? I can't promise you I'll give you 30 more years. But like I told the early service, I said, I still get butterflies when I get up from here to come up here to preach every Sunday. I still get butterflies. I've done it thousands of times. I've preached just about many spots around the world. I still get butterflies. I still get excited to see those kids up here reciting their lines in a drama that we're doing. I, I still get excited to, to, we got a wonderful worship. I still get excited about that stuff. I still get excited about worship. I get excited about outreaches. Listen, I know I'm, I'm at 58. I can't do what I did at 28. I understand that. But I still have fire that burns on the inside. I don't know what God's going to do, but I say, God, restore your glory in our day. God has a plan for each and every one of us. You know, as a church, God has raised us up for such a time as this, and I've got got to bring this in for a landing, I promise you. In 2024, I want us to strive to grow in discipleship and and in numbers. I believe that we ought to be reaching people. Our theme continues to be, each one bring one. How hard is it? to invite somebody to come to church. How hard is it? Each one of these chairs represents a soul for whom Christ died, and I believe we're charged to reach. It's not about numbers. I've never been in that game. In our 30 years here, I had opportunities to go to larger churches. doesn't faze me. Numbers don't impress me. Ministry impresses me. We've got churches today that want to strive to be the best in the community. Well, God bless you. Have, have, have at it. I want to see the altars filled with people who are being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to see. I want to see moms and dads reconciling, broken families put back together. I want to see children having dreams and visions of what God can do in and through their lives. I want to see, I want to see the next generation of pastors and evangelists and missionaries and, and teachers. I want to see them in our youth group and our children. That's what motivates me. That's what stirs me up. Listen, go ahead and grab that vision. Hang on to what God wants to do in 2024. Why are we here? Why is Bethel here? Why didn't Bethel fold all those years ago? We've got some that were here back in the day. Why didn't Bethel close its doors and sell off the property and, and just everybody go there marry? Why did God preserve this body for such a time as this? Not only that, why did God plant you in this body for such a time as this? There's a reason. Why are we here? Well, let me give you three things. Everybody wonders, what's the vision of Bethel? Number one, we're here, we're here to touch God through vibrant worship. I love worship. It may not be your cup of tea. It may not be your style. Get past all of that and know the presence of the Holy Spirit. There's something about worship. There's something, and I think we have a wonderful team. They do a good job. They work hard. They practice. It's so easy in the day that we live to criticize Everything, every, every, everything. I celebrate these people. If you only knew the hours, amen, it's a good place to do that. They, sell, they put in hours and time, they learn new music, they try to teach, they try to get the mind of God for where we are as a church body. I appreciate that. Malachi is in school and he drives back from school to, to, uh, to play and to sing and be part of the worship team and, and Keelan, and we've got Jason graduating this year. We're not letting you go anyway, but you're going to have to stay there. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, love, I love the dedication. Part of it is because they, they're, they're here to help us go into the... It's not a show. I, I detest the show. You can go to places and they'll, they'll put on a show and they'll entertain and, and, oh, you can clap a little bit and you can raise your hand or whatever. I don't want that. I want people to enter into the presence Because it's in His presence where, just a moment, all the monuments lose their luster. Number two, touch our community through creative outreaches. Listen, I'm an outreach guy. I love reaching out. You know, back years ago, I mean, and I don't mean this in any other way, but we started outreaches when nobody was doing anything. One of the things I was amazed at at 27 years of age when we came to Bethel as pastor was nobody, I I never saw anything being done in the community. We started doing gas buy-downs and, 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 and just all kinds of things. In fact, one of the things I love to do, and, and we may be doing it pretty soon, donuts. I mean, we're not building rockets. We're just, we're just witnessing for Jesus. We, we've done it several times. I go up to buy 30 dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme in Fort Worth, manna from heaven. I'm telling you, you ever wondered, you know, manna means what is it? It was a Krispy Kreme. Fresh off the wheel. (laughs) We we get those donuts. We stand at the corner of the courthouse. Everybody drives by going to work. We just give them a donut. Why? (laughs) For no other reason than to say, hey, God bless you. Have a good day. We're not building rockets. We're just shining. The prayer at the Walmart parking lot. I mean, there's all kinds of things. That's what we're here for. Let's touch our community through outreaches. Listen, if we don't have an outreach that you have an affinity to, come see me, let's talk about it. Because I think the church, the worst thing the church can do is seal itself in behind these four doors and not do anything. And number three, lastly, this is our vision statement, our mission statement. Number three, touch our church through effective ministries and discipleship programs. See, we want to reach people, but we want people to grow. We want them to grow. We want them to mature in their faith. I don't want my legacy to be that we have people that have been with me 30 years, but they're at the same spot 30 years later that they were the first time I met them. We have Bible studies, women's Bible studies, men's Bible studies. We have all kinds of things that are going on. Sunday school, by the way, how many of you know we have Sunday school? If you don't, we have Sunday school, 945 every Sunday. We have a dedicated team of, you can call it Christian education, you can call it small group ministry, you can call it whatever you want to, but just call call it, I'm here. (laughs) 945 every week family ministry, youth ministry, children's, all of these things are designed to grow us in our faith so that we can go from a spectator to a participator. So what kind of tater are you this morning? (laughs) I know, I know. Jokes are bad today. Jokes are bad today. (laughs) Here, let me close with this. On this last day of the year, let's reflect on 2023. Let's express gratitude for all that God has done for us. And then let's rejoice for the lessons that we learned. You may not be ending the year up here, but you know what? God's still on the throne. And as long as He's on the throne, there's the potential of an outpouring unlike anything we've ever seen before. And my prayer is, God, do it in this generation. Most of us here have stories of how God has sovereignly moved in our lives. I want the next generation to experience the same thing. I don't want them to think it's just pie in the sky. I want them to know. One things about children's ministry, I'll just pick on that for a moment. I love seeing kids. My, my granddaughter is taken a, she got a Bible for Christmas. She wanted one of her own Bible. And she said, no, nah, she got a whole Bible. You know, she had a half a Bible. <laughs> she had a New Testament. She got a whole Bible. So that's, that's her terminology. She got a whole Bible. And she said, now, nah, which one is the Bible? She said, is it the old or is it the new? <laughs> You know, and, and, and her, and it's Emmy, my, the youngest one. Yeah, I call her M's. And, and listen to her recite, she'll come in and she'll have a scripture that she's read and she'll just be beaming. Papa, did you know? I love that. Listen, I believe that what God's setting up, I love what God's doing in the youth ministry here at Bethel. And I love what God's doing with Ferg, Pastor Ferg and his team with the kids. There's a great foundation that's been there you're gonna see God do something in our in, in these ministries this year, if the Lord tarries. I'm ready to see God do it in this generation. Let's embrace God's promises for a great 2024. I'm talking that collectively as a body, and then how about you individually? God's got something for you this year. Won't you stand with me this morning? God has something ready for you. It might be stepping into a leadership role. might be stepping into a new place of ministry. might be launching a ministry that we don't even have. God has something incredible for you this year. Let's embrace his promises. As we close this morning, I thought about how we could do this, but here's what I'm going to do. If you're here today, and again, I'm an altar guy. The altar is where things are altered. I'm not saying God can't do it there at our seats. He, He certainly can do it. But there's something about taking the initiative to step out and say, "God, I'm serious about it," and walking down front. If you're here today, as we close out singing, and I know it's it's time to go, but I want to spend a little bit of time. If you're here today and say, "You know, what, Pastor, I want I want 2024. I want God to do in my life what He has already determined to do," and I want to be I want to be a willing vessel. As they sing this morning, if you're here, ready to commit 2024 to Him, and you're. As we sing, I want you to come down and just make it and say, I'm here, Lord. It's yours. Just for a moment. Go ahead.
1: Your death can separate Your steadfast love who can't escape Your faithfulness and endless sea So full of grace and mercy, we see God is so good. God is so
0: As I close this morning I want to I want to share this with you come in just a tad you remember when Israel had just been delivered out of Egypt and the Bible says God delivered them with a mighty hand and it gets, they get out in the wilderness and as they travel along just a short distance the Bible says they came upon the Red Sea and then behind them came the army Pharaoh had a change of heart and so Pharaoh decided to go back and capture them again and put them back in servitude there's a lot of things going on with that because when God frees us we're free indeed but the enemy likes to fight us to keep us in bondage so anyway the Pharaoh Pharaoh comes with the armies of Egypt to ensnare them once again and the Bible says they're in this valley hills on the side the Red Sea in front of them and the armies coming up from behind them and the thing they did was they panicked of course they're scared all they know is that place was a bad place and they didn't want to go back but they didn't want to die in the wilderness and they're crying they're murmuring and so they go to Moses and they're fussing about this situation and I like what Moses said to them Moses went to the Lord and he told him to steal the people and the th- statement that he made was this This army this enemy that you see you'll never have to deal with them again and while we were singing that song and praying I really felt the Lord drop that in my spirit that if we are serious about this relationship here no matter how many times the enemy wants to come up from behind us and ensnare us again into captivity if we are serious about this relationship and we consecrate ourselves to the Lord this thing That has been a constant nipping at our heels will never be an issue again if we walk in that covenant relationship so what i'm saying on this last day of the year sever that thing and trust god because he made a way where there was no way and the bible says they crossed over on dry ground i'm telling you this morning that you may feel like the things of the previous year or whatever will always be an issue God just wants me to tell you that's not true, that if you, will, if you will sever that say, no longer do you have power over me, walk in that covenant relationship with him. You'll not have to, I'm not saying you won't battle in the future. I'm saying that thing right now that is your Achilles heel, you'll never have to deal with it again. This is the time to put it under our feet and to say, no more, I'm done. And I truly believe that, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed father today thank you on this last day of the year we give it to you lord we reflect on 2023 the good the bad the ugly lord we embrace your promises for the future lord we express gratitude that you brought us through many things had it not been for the lord who was on our side we would have been undone But Lord, your mercies were new every day and your grace has been sufficient. So Father, we thank you for bringing us to today. And Father, we look forward to what you're going to do. Lord, today give us peace. Today give us victory. Today give us confidence that we can face the new year. We've not been this way before. We don't know. There are going to be mountains to climb and there's going to be rivers to cross and there's going to be giants that we're going to have to take out. But Lord we're not on this journey by ourselves so father today may we close it out however we do it tonight with confidence that the same God who's with us now is the same God that will take us day by day step by step into that place of victory that you've already determined for us to walk so go with us today as we walk out of here Lord determine to not have to deal with the issues of the past any longer that a new day is, has arisen in our hearts and in our lives new challenges new dreams and new visions and god bless the ministry as we seek to expand your kingdom and shine your light in the dark times give us a great day i praise you do terry bring us again the next appointed time i love and bless each one now in the mighty name of jesus and we all said amen thanks for being with us online i look forward to seeing you next time god bless you and i love you
1: You are worthy. Oh, there's never been anyone like you. There's never been anyone like you. You are worthy. You are worthy. There's never been. there.